Hey, welcome to another episode of Off the Fence. We have a special guest, and uh, and, and Jason, I'll give you a, in a minute, not yet. Uh, bef- <laughs> I, I want you to introduce yourself, but uh, every time someone joins us, we get off the fence on a, a certain food. Now, this is going to be easy. Now, what everyone needs to know is, is that Katie and I know Jason very well, and um, <laughs> we get to participate in some of Jason's daily habits, which is awesome. <laughs> Which I've actually adopted some of those habits. Anyways, when you work with someone, you notice how they snack and what they do throughout the day mm-hmm. and all that. And Jason is a connoisseur of natural almonds. We need to be clear on this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not salted, not flavored, not like smoked or... Wasabi. They or, have wasabi. Yeah. No, wasabi. natural almonds. So here's what we've got. We have an assortment of almonds, three different brands, all natural <laughs> I'm going to invite the two of you to dive in and hear what you need. Here's where you need to conclude. What's which one's the best? All right. If you want to, which one's the worst? I enjoy. They that. all look identical. So go ahead. Go go after this. But for those listening and watching uh, who like almonds, I love. I am now like I have to actually. It's it's weird for me. Like I actually have to watch how many almonds I eat because I could mm. I could just go after it. Then I saw one time the amount of calories in almonds, which mm. is very disappointing, because you once you find something that's really good, but. I have never in my life and don't know any other human who has tasted the same kind of almond, different brands, and evaluated them. So this is this moment. This because is the why? This is the But we love moment. Jason. So. We need to cleanse, we need cleanse, to cleanse the palate. <laughs> so initial reactions on as you're tasting almonds. I don't know. For those of you who like to comment uh, on this stuff, you can, you can let us know if you have a favorite almond. But there's three different brands. Not salted, not flavored, almonds in the raw. Huh. So what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? So I'm choosing, they all taste identical. And I don't know oh, if do that's my brain telling me that because I'm look you you see and you taste your food with your eyes first. Right. They all look the same. So I don't know if that's but the, there's a crunchiness factor of one specific one. They're Walmart, the great oh, value. Great value, the crunchy ones. They had a crunch that was really I prefer crunchy. Almonds. Interesting. We buy the store brands anyway. It's awesome. So you you landed on great value. Yep. From Wally World. Uh, I guess I should say. All, there wasn't a Target there, one. We, we, there's Diamond. And there's Blue Diamond. Blue, Blue Diamond. Diamond. Sorry, sorry. Blue Diamond. Blue Diamond. Great value from Walmart. Yep. And what was the third one? I now forget. I look under your plate. Well, or Or... or Emerald. Emerald. Emerald, of course. All right. So for me, and just to explain this almond thing, I I, I do love raw, <laughs> raw almonds. And the reason <laughs> is because every time I drink coffee, which is what's in here, I have to eat raw almonds. That's why it's not flavored. Mm-hmm. To throw a wasabi almond in with coffee is not a good <laughs> mix. So it is a, it is a thing. Uh, on the taste test here, the first one to me was the best. And for me, it has a lot to do with freshness. Mm. You can tell mm-hmm. uh, when it's fresh. Also, I cannot <laughs> believe it or not about temperature and all these other factors that play a role. Not that I care that much, but that's I know that. impressive right there. So Blue Diamond was oh. my winner, which is one of my regulars. But I do get the Walmart. Honestly, with my wife, Gwen goes to the store, picks up almonds. She gets what's cheapest. Yes. So if runnings seems to have a bunch of almonds, she's like, well, I'm picking up the runnings. Mm -hmm. And we buy in bulk because of the sheer amount that I eat. 
Um, Brilliant. But once upon a time, I heard they were healthy for you. I have the same thing. I eat too many almonds. It's part of like the calories that if I was to look totally at calories. It's However, annoying, isn't it? It is, but it ha- but it's a good protein source. Mm-hmm. It's got high fats, good fats. And if I portion it right, it's great. My problem is I drink so much coffee and I can't drink coffee without almonds mm. because now I'm in that habit. Mm-hmm. As you know, this is yep. it's better than a donut though. It is. Mm-hmm. I would always love to drink coffee with a donut. donut. Yeah. It helps with a sweet craving. Mm-hmm. Of course, I like a little honey in my coffee too. So that's another one of my weird that sounds good. things. So that whenever I have a mm. sweet craving, I think that helps. But the problem is we're in meetings and I'm sitting there drinking coffee and eating almonds and I end up choking on the particles from the almonds. And so, yeah, we make fun of Jason, not make, not make fun of, we enjoy <laughs> at Jason's expense, yeah. the <laughs> moments where he can't see. He's coughing because of an almond particle. So the anytime particle. he coughs, we're like almond, almond particle. The almond particle. It's not a top secret project. Almond, <laughs> almond particle. Yep. Yeah, we do. So just so what I'm hearing, what what is the best? I won't do that to you. In, in your guys' opinions, let's get off the fence. If someone were to go to buy almonds, raw natural almonds, the best would be out of those three, blue diamond. It's Californian American. Love it. I love Cal- <laughs> California. And I just met, but we love each other very well, I think much. Probably they all come. For all we know, they come from the same. You know, place. <laughs> no, I felt I, I compare him. I, like I would. I, I'm with you, man. I, Blue, Diamond. Blue Diamond was, but I would say great value was was yes. Bumping the back bumper of. I just like the crunchiness. I don't yeah. know why. I right. maybe because the last batch of almonds I bought seemed like soft. And so yours was great value. Great value Walmart. But two of us said Blue Diamond. Mm-hmm. Here's the beautiful thing on an almond, real quick. When you get, when you eat a bunch of almonds. You have the normal almond flavor. Every once in a while, you'll get one that has that amaretto flavor, just really al- that almond extract almost kind of flavor. And mm-hmm. then every once in a while, you get a dud, super sour, gross. Mm-hmm. You got to spit it out. So it's like you have to take the really bad with the amazing, and then everything else is in the middle. Yeah. Probably a go. metaphor for life. I like it. I like <laughs> I it. do. I like it. So that. officially, <laughs> yeah. blue, two out of three, blue diamond. Blue diamond. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get access to it, we would suggest great. Yeah, value. absolutely. All right. All right, now that we've done the important stuff of checking out almonds, uh, Jason, would you give, for those who may not have, have met you, don't know you, mm-hmm. basic bio, um, I know you have family, I know what you have done in your life and all that, but I'll let rather you share it and uh, introduce yourself. All right, so Jason Solomon, that's the first part because when people look at my last name, S-A-L-A-M-U-N, I get Salamander, Sal, this. <laughs> no, it's like King Solomon. Just not mm-hmm. quite as wise, but working on it. Um, so, you know, I was born in West Texas, um, moved up here at age 11 uh, after, you know, pretty tough childhood, which, you know, is a long story in and of itself, but came to Rapid City at age 11 and my dad had remarried to my mom here and we uh, built a home and a life. And then uh Upon graduation, went into the Air Force, served in the Air Force Station in Colorado Springs, which is where I met my wife, Gwen, and uh, had deployments and did all that. And when my service was up, I convinced her, let's move back to Rapid City and uh, plant our roots, raise our families and mm-hmm. build our life. Uh, that was, you know, we've been together 22, married 22 years. So that's been um, pretty awesome. And so ever since then, uh, originally went to college to be a teacher but was working at the same time because I had a young family. We had kids young, had a young family. Uh, t- traded out the education courses for business classes because of the job I was I was, gr- I was growing in in my work. So I kind of p- 
put all that teacher stuff on hold and went after business hard. So I worked in a Fortune 500, orga- uh, overseeing organizational development. I uh, got to be a part of a massive branding process for a company. Excuse me, Almond Particle. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so um, this is kind of like job bio stuff. And then I... Uh, a lot of folks know I went to work for a local credit union here, uh, awesome regional credit union, Black Hills Federal. Uh, was in leadership there for 12 years. And then in 2019, David uh, sat me down, asked if I'd join the team and oversee staff and operations here at Fountain Springs. I should add, in the midst of all that, I've, I've had other ministry experience. So when we first moved back here, my wife and I, in uh, January 2001, I started a residency for student ministry. And then uh, through through a Lutheran church, and then was eventually in student ministry while working. So it was part time student. I've always done multiple things at one time. That's <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a time in my life I haven't mm-hmm. done that. So I don't know if that's good or bad. By the way, <laughs> I just say that is what it is. When people ask, "How did you do all that?" and you're in your mid forties, I usually say I did too much, and in fact, um, some regrets with that. But uh, and then. Uh, in 2006, 2007, uh, some friends of mine and I started meeting in my living room, and that formed into a church, which we called Project Church. It outgrew our living room, so we had to move to a coffee shop. A yeah. uh, coffee shop uh, had a great performance area, uh, so we took a Saturday night, paid for them to stay open, and that outgrew that area, especially with kids. So we had to go to the movie theater, which was Elks Theater. And we were growing there. And so we did that for about five years um, and doing three things at one time, meaning I had a, a executive position at uh, the credit union, a growing church, and a family mm. at home that was really needing me. Something had to give. And it wasn't going to be my family. And so uh, a lot of prayer and everything went into that, but uh, handed off the leadership of that. And so that's that's in the midst in the ministry experience that a lot of folks you know, um, may not know about, but very meaningful. Some of my best relationships to this day, uh, come out of, uh, that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was pretty, pretty awesome. So all that to say that led me, um, with a bunch of diverse experiences and it all born out of the fact that I love rapid city. How do I best serve this community? Um, I consider it like all believers, it's our mission field. And so what can I do here? Uh, to have the greatest impact, um, so there and you in go. the mix of all that, <laughs> well, and in the mix of that, you've 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 multiple times served out as uh, on the city council, and yeah. and uh, there's been seasons of that that were um, like I would call quiet waters, and there's been seasons of that uh, COVID uh, where it wasn't as quiet waters, where some people didn't even pay attention to local leadership prior to COVID. Hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, once COVID hit, everyone and their mother is tuning into live feeds, watching it. And so I know you've also been invested in that. So we're doing a we're doing a bit of a series of podcasts here. And Jason, you know this, but I want to tell everybody. I think culture has uh, what we what we call FOMO, fear of missing out, or uh, FOBO now, uh, fear of better options, all those kinds of stuff. Like I haven't like, heard that one yet. Yeah, like oh yeah, brand new information. Well, just <gasps> and it's FOBO. the idea that. Um, if I lock down here, mm-hmm. is you know, what am I missing somewhere else? There's a better yeah. option. So sometimes fear of missing out is better, better articulated as mm-hmm. I think there might be a better option. I'm afraid to miss that. Mm. So you have done exceptionally well at 
being a part of our community. When I say our community, for those listening outside of Rapid City, we call it the Black Hills community or Rapid City area. Um, South Dakota is a, a, a not a highly populated state, but but I think a lot of people have a lot of options in life to live different places, to do different things, mm-hmm. right? And I we wanted to pick your brain <laughs> on so you so you grew up a little bit in Texas, but and I know you've 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 got military, you're 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 a veteran, all, all that kind of stuff, but you have made Rapid City your home. Mm-hmm. And I know now that doesn't come without choices, without intentionality. And you, you said a word, so I'm going to, I'm going to take that word. And I'd like, cause I, I'd like to run You talked about being a missionary to your community. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you talk about that? What do you mean by that? How, when you say that, what's in your brain? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when I moved here at age 11, it gave me a hometown yeah. and I, I loved my roots in Texas. I talk about it. Uh, but at age 11, I'm in sixth grade and I've moved, I changed elementary schools 12 times. <laughs> so wow. when I moved here in sixth grade and finally had stability, it was like, this is what hometown feels mm-hmm. like. And the people that you know, and the community that you have. And, and I don't think I fully appreciated it until I was in the air force in a way. Mm-hmm. And when we were deciding where to, we could have, moved anywhere from, right. from that point on. And we decided to come back here. It's not because it's perfect. Every place has its opportunities and challenges, uh, but really felt like this is, this is home. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the big idea. And I think when the, the idea of the missionary started coming about for me is when we, when we started th- thinking about planning a church okay. mm-hmm. and I started to look at the city in a different lens than I had. I, I think I looked at the city before as what I could get out of it, what kind of jobs I could get, um, you know, where my kids can go to school, all these kinds of things that really do matter. But I started to think differently. And I recall, not to sound super spiritual, uh, but I took a Sunday morning on a cold winter day, went up to uh, Dinosaur Park. And the great thing about Dinosaur Park is you can see both sides of the city, the west side and the east side of the city. And I prayed and I was I was deciding, I've always had these crossroad moments and I've decided to go up there just for perspective. And, and that's when it hit me. This is, this is the city I've called you to right Mm -hmm. now. And it, you know, kind of reminds me Jeremiah 29 Mm -hmm. when, uh, uh, God's talking to his people through Jeremiah uh, who are in exile, the Israelites. And he says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. Mm -hmm. I placed you and pray for it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it prospers, you too will prosper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prior to that, it talks about planting gardens and mm-hmm. marrying sons and daughters. Do all basically integrate into the culture that I have placed you. Seek the peace and prosperity and pray for it. Mm-hmm. So that's where that DNA started with me. And at that time, I'm you know reading a lot of books about about living life as a missionary. And I will tell you, it wasn't that it's like this novel concept. It was it was displayed to me by my parents. So my parents here, uh, Russ and Delena, they, this dad laid carpet. My mom helped him run the books for his business. Uh, but in between all that, they volunteered youth ministry. My parents have eventually gone back to school to be EMTs. They serve on a reservation every weekend. They do a ton through their church. They oversee youth ministry right now. They've uh, supported um, 
missionary organizations overseas um, in Liberia. Uh, they are the ones we, for 25 years on Christmas morning, we serve at the mission, not because the, the our mission that serves homeless folks, not because it was my idea, but it was my parents and my, mm-hmm. my baby brother who kind of came up with that idea 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we latched onto it, raised our kids in that, but that was mom and dad. Mm-hmm. That was them. Mm-hmm. So what they, they did, they said, this is, this is just how you live. And they didn't articulate it. Like mm-hmm. you're a missionary in Rapid gotcha. City. Gotcha. They just lived that way. And I think mm-hmm. what happened to me as I started maturing and getting older is I said, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the right way. <laughs> Cause yeah. they're also some of the happiest people <clears throat> you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. They're great. And dad now drives a school bus in addition to everything else. I mean, they, they have, <laughs> They also have a lot of things going on, but it's about about serving, um, mm-hmm. you know, being the hands and feet, my dad uh, mm-hmm. likes to say. And I think their example probably was the greatest influence in my thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. You So you just dropped gold for those. <laughs> well, I think as a parent, you're always, okay, for me, I'm wondering what should I be doing? Mm-hmm. How should I be doing it? And we default to, so I'm going to say mm-hmm. with my mouth, to my kids, what they should value, what they should do, what's mm-hmm. important, mm-hmm. what they should stay away from. But you are you have you have been a major factor in our community, investing in people in multiple ways. You've made this your home. You've you've not just been someone who has a house in the area and, and it's on your it's your address, but you like you're a part of the community, making the community better. Mm-hmm. And you would draw back to because you saw it modeled, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- I, I think that's profound. I think I, I, as Whoever we're leading or mm-hmm. wherever we are, we think that it's, well, I didn't say the right thing or I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do what you should do and be aware that there are people watching. And I don't mean yeah. that in a creepy way. Well, and it's worth the risk too, because as you're talking, I get the visual that you didn't just plant, like you're, you've got roots. Strong roots Strong produce roots. healthy growth. Yes. And it's the caught, not taught thing. Yeah. Uh, it didn't, I didn't realize it was my parents mm-hmm. that did that. Until I started reflecting on it right. as mm-hmm. time went on, I'm like, because of questions like you asked, like, where did that come from? Well, obviously the Lord, um, but mm-hmm. you also to think differently. And obviously my parents didn't go into elected office, but I think you have to take the the skills and talents that mm-hmm. you have and really the opportunity that's presented mm-hmm. and say, what do I do with what's in front of Definitely. me? Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's, that's great. And especially as parents, we may not think we're, you know, doing great things. But what's cool is like when I see my kids, um, when I see the reflection in their, their lives and mm-hmm. hopefully they get it from myself and Gwen, but, and what God's doing in them, but also like my parents. And now suddenly mm-hmm. you've, you've built a, a legacy, hopefully. Yeah. Um, that's, that would be the goal. <laughs> what are some of, I just think, what are some of the, uh, I'll call it rewards, benefits, or things that have just made you smile or proud or, or confirmations? about planning down in a community like uh where you've you've decided you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be a part of this place Mm -hmm. um i think some of us go i hope that is the right decision and a lot of times we get confirmed that it's the right decision what would be confirmations for you going yeah we're doing what we need to be doing Hmm. Hmm. you know for first of all i think a lot of people want to change the world uh, you have, especially young people, you want to change the world and you, and you think it's over there. Um, and I say it's wherever you are, uh, wherever you step is what you do. And I think people talk a lot about globalism. Well, I think localism is really important. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually where you can have the greatest impact mm-hmm. is when you just start at home. Mm-hmm. And 
by at home, I mean literally in your house with mm-hmm. your family. Um, but then how does that extend out to the greater community? And uh, so I think how you know that you should plant roots, because <clears throat> I think it's easy to say, well, you can look at what God's doing around you mm-hmm. and the people he's putting around you and the opportunities. Yes. I do think, though, that sometimes we think the resistance that we might feel, the wind in our face, the obstacles that we face, are, might be a sign from God not to go that way. And I've learned that that's not always the truth, that actually God wants us to go against the grain of things, which I will tell you ever since um, I decided, you know, to go into public service, you know, there's wind in your face. You're automatically, doesn't really matter before they even know who you are. Mm-hmm. There's wind in your face. Mm-hmm. And it to make any progress, you have to anticipate opposition. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going with the wind, then why do you, why are you there? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not mm-hmm. always what you, what you need. Sometimes you need to uh, push against things. And so I think when people are in their lives are deciding where to plant roots, I think the factors that always are considered for everybody, like, you know, where, where to raise your family, where to build a business, all that, the taxes, all that stuff is important. But I think you have to feel called. I think you have to have a sense of, is this an area that I can invest in and have an impact, a positive impact mm-hmm. um, and, and go there? And I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that complicated. I, for example, people are like, think that you're only going to be in one place your whole life. Well, you might be in multiple places. I mean, military folks move around all the time, but some of them have been the greatest people we've seen in our church. Some of our best volunteers and even staff members will come from that environment, but we only get them for a season. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's your season, Mm -hmm. then invest in that season. If you're here uh, in Rapid City because you're going to school here or because uh, you're in the military, you're going to do the best you can here. And you will do it at your next assignment. Mm-hmm. The same is true of all of yeah. us. Yep. If in 20 years we end up in warmer weather because we're old people, and that's <laughs> maybe a thing that you think about, you will you will also do it there. So I think it's wherever you go, mm-hmm. um, there you are. Be where I, your feet are. I love it. Word. And you live that so well. Because in Jeremiah 29, one of my favorite pieces of it is that there's no set, it's while I've got you there. It's not. We're Forever and yeah, until the end of time, it's it's in in this season. Steward it well and make the most of it, and be all in. And that's what I think makes great communities is when people are intentional about being all there, and not just to take from it, but to give and to be intentional about neighboring well too. And you do that so well. And I think one of the gifts that you've given the community is that it's not just your family that you're impacting; it's our staff and our community, but also everybody here to teach them just how to make where you are matter. And I love it. I'm grateful for that. Well, I think there's, I think there's, there's two, whether it's, whether it's taught or, or I don't know, like accidentally picked up somehow <laughs> two different narratives. Like one is that um, go where the wind is in your, on your back and, and don't, if, if there's tension, difficulty or frustration, you're supposed to leave, which I think is false. You, you said that. Um, the, the second one is that, uh, when you're, when you're tired, that, that means you should just drop the tools and move to a completely different, whatever, right. Kind of a thing. And I just think you, you've done a good, a good job at going, you know what, there's, there's good times, bad times, tired times, rejuvenated times, but it's about the community. So, so we have people moving to our wonderful 
neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so just with them in thought, but also I think of a younger generation who's not sure how do I know where I should put roots down mm-hmm. as they're kind of evaluating, looking around, um, looking at options, looking at um, amenities, looking at what they can and can't do. What what wisdom would you pass on as they're trying to find out, is this a place mm-hmm. to put roots down? Um, is this a short chapter in my life? Like, Would you give any, like, hey, here's what you should consider doing? You know, I think, you know, for me, I think finding a place that you can live out your values and what you believe mm-hmm. in, I, do, I think it's important. Now, some people are called to places where you can't do that and they're going to go make that happen. And that's a calling mm-hmm. and they should go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are places right now that if I said, I love Jesus, uh, that wouldn't go over right. too well with, with the laws of that land. Um, here in America, uh, thankfully, uh, be, because it was, it's protected, we can do that. So I think, but I think looking at the values, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you do have a family or don't have a family, I think that factors in, but where do you want to raise a family? But I think where you can have the greatest impact. So we are all gifted in certain ways. We have, everybody has, has strengths. We have things we're good at, things we're not good at. Yeah. And, and sometimes you figure out where's the place that I can go to, to use these, you know? So for example, we have a guy helping us with this podcast right now, originally not from this area. There's not a lot of people with his skill sets in the area. So it's great for him. It's opportunity. Right. right. And, and he does a great job. Uh, we have those kind of things. So you have to look at where I'm gifted, where, who needs it. Um, you know, because I think, uh, uh, Beekner, which is an author that uh, our friend Nicholas Heck likes. I yeah. think the place God calls you to is where y- your greatest strengths and the world's greatest needs meet. Mm. Um, and I think if you add in an element of place into that, like here's the kind of mm-hmm. place I want to be in or I feel like I fit best in, I think you find a sweet spot and you say that th- this this will work out really well. And you know what? And even if it's for a season, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's definitely one of those things different for everybody. I think your values probably are going to, for me, it would be, that's why a lot of people are moving here. A lot of people are moving here because possibility does live here. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's an awesome thing. But I know some folks are li- living here because they say, you know, there's a there's a shared values or DNA about a, a culture, people in a place mm-hmm. that, that says I'm attracted to that. Uh, not just the beauty, which we love the beauty of the Black Hills. We love um, the opportunity that's here, mm-hmm. but the reason that people stay here is because of the relationships. And ultimately, um, that's that may not always be what brings you here. Sometimes it is, yeah. but it is probably what's going to keep you here mm-hmm. uh, because you build these relationships with all these people, uh, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really cool. So let's talk about uh, the – so you help start a church. You – have run for office, uh, but those particular ones are, I think, tip over moments mm-hmm. where you're like, you got something on your heart and you and you tip it over. I I think we'd love to know what what was what was scary about that. Um, what helped you tip that over? Like, was it was it? I don't know. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Like, what tipped over? Because those are both, I think, rooting down moments. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are it's. We all can. I could right now decide we're we're going to move to uh, 
Katie wants to live forever in California. So right now we're going to move to San Diego, California. I make that decision, but there's a lot of- I don't want to, but I loved but, it. But that <laughs> could last a week, right? You know, that could last one week. But I think it's the decisions after that big yeah. decision that I think personally are full of fear and yeah. whatever. Would you talk about like, and you can pick whichever one or whatever one, maybe there's another story, but what were you feeling? What were you sensing? What was that like? Tell us about that ride. And that's easy for me to talk about. <laughs> I think I'm in that place right now. Uh, when you make this, when you when you're thinking about wrestling with a big decision, which everybody has. You, so, first of all, I tell everybody kind of the same thing. A big decision, like when we planted a church or running for office, these are things that once you start, it's hard to put that toothpaste back in the tube. So you better <laughs> you better get it right. So they're green lights that you need. Yeah. First green light, obviously, is from the good Lord Almighty, mm-hmm. and and for me. Uh, I believe he speaks in his word. So I obviously, um, in reading his word every day, and I think you have to notice the nudges mm-hmm. that there's nudges like, like city council, who would do that? That, that, that sort of thing. Well, it was a nudge and I don't know how to describe it, but I started getting interested. Mm. Um, I thought I might run for something someday, maybe when I'm a senior citizen, I don't know. I didn't start out my life thinking that way. Uh, but that, that sort of mentality of, the notice the nudges. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important yeah. thing. And as, assuming it's not sinful, mm-hmm. it might be something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the next green light uh, was my wife and she's great at discernment. She has, she has helped me work through bad ideas that never happened. And <laughs> we, those decisions didn't happen, but she's also been my biggest cheerleader when she's like, mm-hmm. no, we need to go this way. And it's always a we uh, oh. for her and I. So if you have a family in particular, if you're married, uh, that's my partner in life. So nothing happens without her. I, mm-hmm. Everything is either, I, first of all, I don't have the confidence without her mm-hmm. because when she believes in me, I, I really feel like I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that, that's huge. And then the next thing that I've done is I've talked to people in my life who know me and who care about me and say, what do you think? As I've been at Crossroads, you know, David knows probably 2018, 2019, I was wrestling with a decision and you know, he gave me this insight that said, uh, for me, said, your hands are supposed to be on the steering wheel of something significant. And if it's not, I don't think you're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That has haunted me. And it's also- <laughs> I remember that lunch. Yep. It was a great lunch. Yeah. And this is me, before me on staff, just David being my pastor. And- I, but I still think about that. It mm-hmm. still resonates with me. Well, that's me talking to people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was, obviously, mm-hmm. I was talking to him, talk to friends, people who know me, uh, people who may not tell me what I want to hear or may confirm mm-hmm. exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, and that those those sorts of things, once, once you have the nudges from the Lord and the person that you're doing life with supports you and the people around you confirm it, you know that that's probably something you should mm-hmm. seriously consider. And sometimes I'm stubborn. I can be slow to a decision. It's my conservative nature. We, we, you know, we deal with it everywhere I've ever been. I, I will ask lots of questions and try to be as sure as possible, but eventually you have to take that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem is for me, it's not so much scary to make that decision. It's that I don't want to just do the thing. I want to do it really well. And do I have a plan and strategy in place to not just plant this church, but lead a church, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. not just 
run for city council, but be a force for good on city council uh, or any other big decisions mm-hmm. that I've had in life. And so that for me is usually where I get hung up because of the way my mind works. Uh, I'm usually, I, I live in the future. It's not a good thing. Some people can't get over their past. Right. People like me live in the future. God calls us to live in the present. Mm. Um, and while I think about the future a lot, sometimes I've lived there. I mean, and and you try to reverse engineer back from there to today. And so I, that's usually where I get caught up is mm. I think three, four, five steps ahead. And I say, ooh, that might, you know, and sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. But that's yeah. where I get that paralysis by analysis that that folks have said. So decision-making is really the key for anything, but certainly in the the tipping points that you talked about. I think it's awesome. That's, uh, I, I think I'm going to, most of us stop after we we get the nudge. uh, And, and sometimes we're not sure just like lack of clarity with the nudge. Like, why do I like this? Why do I want this? And I love your process of processing it with other people. Um, Godly people, people who are wise, people who uh, aren't just going to be like, that sounds neat. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. You spend your life doing that. I have no idea. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, having wise uh, counsel, I think, is one of the greatest decisions a human being can make <laughs> because I don't know anybody who makes wise decisions all by themselves for their entire life. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we accidentally come, like, we, we might have even known the right answer at the beginning, but the people around us affirming or the opposite saying not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had, I've had where people told me I had one person say no, but the majority said yes. And I had to sift through that going, uh, paying attention to it's not just one person. Cause I think if you just go to your best friend or if you just go to one person, you actually might get the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. But when you begin to have multiple people who are healthy who are connected to God? I think mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a bias here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna get steered correctly. Mm-hmm. I I have a tendency to think so. I think the not yet thing you brought up is important. Mm-hmm. So I've been at decisions where I've said I want to. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Yes, but not yet. I've mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. that, and I paused right. things. I've said mm-hmm. you know maybe that's not the route for me. Maybe not ever or mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And, you know, I can see that as I look back saying, well, thank God, this is the way it went. I was supposed to grow yeah. mm-hmm. or I was supposed to learn this new thing or that was danger. I wasn't supposed to be a part of whatever the situation is. Yeah. And we all have that. Absolutely. I remember, I remember feeling the nudge from God to be a lead pastor. I was like, sweet, let's do this. Let's roll. <laughs> Nobody else felt that way. Nobody else felt that way, Jason. <laughs> uh, and and I think it was over two years. Of just hearing no's. And to me, so yeah. I say over two years now, I'm like, come on, David. Two years isn't very long. Oh, it's excruciating. But when you feel a yeah. nudge, two years feels excruciating. Yeah. It And I, it didn't take long for me to get inside of that two years and think, oh, I must have heard wrong. Because mm-hmm. I think the not yet makes you think, oh, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, And I don't think it's true. I think it's a classic... Uh, conversation about Abraham in the Bible. God's like, Hey, here's what I'm going to do. And he waits and waits and waits. And uh, two years, he probably would have been like, I'll take that David. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think, I think what you're saying is really helpful, man, on being a part of our community. Yeah. I think, uh, I think patience is important, which I'm not always good at. That's one of my shortcomings is I'm impatient. And I think the other thing with decisions, however, to get involved is I, 
I get kind of wrapped up on, am I doing this for selfish reasons? Mm-hmm. I like to mm-hmm. pretend I don't have an ego and I know I want to be, be humble, but I know there are times that am I doing this because I want to be seen in this light or because of an insecurity that I'm trying to meet. That's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I say all that because I think people should all be involved in their communities and making it better. And sometimes we, we all go through these processes of where to begin. Mm -hmm. And I think we can talk ourselves out of a lot of things because of the excuses, but I think God just already gave us permission to love our neighbor and just start there mm-hmm. and see where it goes yeah. if you don't know where to begin. Yeah. And every part of your story, though, is wrapped in community and togetherness. You model that so well. And I think that is one of the best ways to start, too, is to go love your neighbor and just be connecting with other people. And every single, like, every single mile marker of your story is just so full of people and connecting an intentional community fascinating because I'm pretty independent <laughs> and I feel like I can, I'm a big boy and I can do it myself. Yeah. I'm a proud South Dakotan and I can do it myself. And I have that in me, which makes me a great fit, but the Lord calls us to something better. And I know that a vision I can, an, a, a vision that I can accomplish mm-hmm. all by myself is not much of a vision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. So I think the idea is whatever God's going to call you to do, he's always going to bring people around, mm-hmm. um, to help because you're you're not enough and it's not supposed to all be on you. Even yeah. Pastor David, yeah. as great as he is, great as you are, you have a team, you know, yep. around oh, yeah. you. And while you're you're leading the church, and I believe leadership is crucial, you also have to have wise people around you. Mm-hmm. Not just mm-hmm. anybody around you, but wise people yeah, around definitely. you that yeah. you're gonna listen to. Yeah. Well, I, I hope this conversation, I, I know I appreciated it, but um for those right now going, where do I go? What do I do with my life? What's my purpose? Um, I hope we're going to do a series of these, but as people are navigating that, especially as we're coming out of it to where we're able to move around a bit more freely, and I think there's a lot of people processing, what do the next five years look like, 10 years look like, 20 years look like? And some of us, that's that's like, uh, what do I do in my community? And how do, mm-hmm. how do I make something of this place or wherever I'm going to be? So thanks for your wisdom. Um, we love you very much. Uh, it's not every day I get to work with a friend, right? <laughs> and and we have a great team, but you and I were friends before working together, and it's been awesome. So thanks for uh, giving us some some of your inside life, and thanks for making our community better. You just mm-hmm. let on have. Yes, sir. Oh, well, thank you. This is this is fun to be in this seat. I <laughs> I wanted to lay down if Katie wasn't here and just have David pick my brain and tell me everything. <laughs> That's going on. Maybe another Tell me about episode. your inner child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to watch. Maybe we can schedule that another oh, time. Yeah. I would gladly sit out if that, if that's well, what's happening. The inner child thing. You can go in a. Oh yeah. Maybe, well, <laughs> let's or talk just about my eighties toy collection. Conversation. <laughs> that would be amazing. Every time I find a Hulk Hogan quote, I send it to Hulk Jason Hogan. and say, "Yeah, brother. Do you know this one? <laughs> what you gonna do?" <laughs> or I asked you how that's you felt my, about that's one of my them. Friend Hulk Hogan now. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're, we're brothers. We're brothers. He called me brother. So we're brothers. There you are locked in family, <laughs> but we're brothers. I read about a tiff though with Hulk Hogan in like 1986. And I said, Jason, how do you feel about this? I was concerned. I didn't know. It about was a, that was 90, 96, 96. He turned into a bad guy, but I was in my rebellious stage too. So it worked out really well. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to volunteer you for something. Sorry about this. But uh, if someone is, is in their community right now mm-hmm. going, okay, I want to be a part of my community. And I've got some nudgings from God about, 
uh, planting a church or about being in politics or things like that. Um, I know you have some social media uh, accessibility in the sense of they could maybe send you a direct message or something like that. Is that the best way if someone's like, hey, I got a question for you? Uh, that a good way? Yeah. Well, now that you put it out there, sure. I'll be better <laughs> about checking my messages. Uh, I'm always open to, and those are my favorite conversations I get yeah. to have with community leaders is, and people at life stage. It's, it's, it's one of the things I get to do is, is go have coffee with people from all walks of life, even non-believers or believers. Uh, they know where I'm coming from, but often I want to help them reach their potential cool. because that's mm -hmm. the thing about mm -hmm. Rapid City is we have all this potential. Yeah. We, we, we want to fulfill that potential. So yeah, if somebody's listening to this and they're in the local area, they want to talk about it. I'm always, I'm always game cool. to talk about help, helping someone uh, live out the life they're meant to live. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. Well, You're thanks for, uh, yeah, you are. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, we love you very much. All right. Love you. Bye friends.